Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. As we're joined by our guest in the studio, Kayan Anwala is the Senior Advisor for Minister of State for Foreign Trade in the UAE, uh, and he's also a partner at Norton Rose Fulbright. So he's a very talented man, Neil. Puts us to shame. Well, I mean, see, when, when you're an advisor to the Ministry of uh, the Ministry of State for Foreign Trade, I, I think you need probably, you know, a little more than what we know, right? I think so. Maybe yeah, just I a little so. bit. Uh, Kayan, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us here on TSB. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. It's great. Pleasure to be here. It's great to have you here. And as usual, we have someone official like yourself. You very much uh, dress up and make us, you put us to shame here in the studios. So you're well, looking great today. Thank you. I'm looking forward to dressing down, actually, as the weather cools down a bit. So... Well, let's get serious. Um, first of all, uh, you're in here to talk about Next Gen FDI, this initiative. How did it start? Where was the initial idea? Um, the initial idea uh, came from His Excellency Dr. Thani. Um, one of the things that, that we were tasked to do was really think about the, the UAE's approach, writ large, right, to uh, foreign direct investment. And we've done a very good job uh, as a state in terms of attracting businesses through various free zones, various emirates. Um, but one of the things that we picked up is is that the companies today, uh, the pace with which they move, especially the digitally, digitally mm-hmm. enabled companies, uh, VC-backed companies, they like to move fast and they like to have uh, as much integrated uh, into a new market as they could get. Um, so we we looked at the, from the, looked at it from their perspective and tried to really understand uh, what were the key areas that we needed to focus on in order to support uh, companies that wish to scale up right. in in this part of the world and and use the UAE as a jumping point to other markets. Um, uh, uh, speed with which you can set a business up was a mm-hmm. was a major factor. Uh, banking readiness, uh, access to banking, uh, the ability to open up a bank account relatively quickly and painlessly was another factor. 
um, uh, a relatively relaxed uh, immigration system. Uh, so the ability to get visa yes, in into right. the country, the golden visa was a, a prime factor to that. Um, and, and, and strangely enough, when we when we spoke to a few companies, they said, this is all great if you can support us with this, but your real estate market is super hot right now. Yes. And, and how do you deal with that, right? Um, so we spoke to a number of free zones um, mm -hmm. uh, who offered business licensing and, and explained this position to them. And then the, the free zones were extremely helpful and said, look, if, if we have scale-ups coming to the UAE, especially companies that are coming in uh, in masses, um, with high headcount, we would be able to provide the, the necessary support when it came to commercial real mm -hmm. estate. Um, but then you start to think about these companies, and a lot of them are decentralized by nature, right? COVID did that. Right. Um, that the very nature of Web3 technologies, uh, you know, it, you're a decentralized company in many sure. respects. Uh, so we started looking at real estate for individuals on, our, on a residential basis and spoke to a number of asset managers in, in the city of Dubai, in Sharjah now, recently as well. Um, and, and they have committed to affordable community housing for employees of these companies. Right. Uh, one of the, th the other things that we did uh, was we looked at affordable school. Mm -hmm. um, you know, c companies come here, they bring their employees over True. here, and accessing uh, a affordable education could be uh, something that's, that's, that's heavily thought about. And, and so we uh, tied up with Citizens, which is a new school uh, that's been set up in Dubai that offers a British curriculum mm -hmm. and uh, is really designed to uh, support uh, an, a sort of an evolved sense of education. It was really cool. I really like this about uh, uh, the school in that they are training the kids to be entrepreneurs at wow. a young age because uh, you know 14 15 years from now the the the, the want to be an, an entrepreneur is going to be a necessity True. as opposed to a nice to have well, well they'll probably end up doing jobs that haven't even been created yet this well, is the challenge that's exactly what um dr adil al-zaruni the founder of the school is has has pointed out to and so we thought that was a perfect fit right and and decided to have citizens school on board the next gen mm -hmm. fdi program um, we launched in July. Uh, it was a resounding success. We've seen a number of companies that have expressed an interest in it. Uh, and, and from a broad geographical range from the U.S. to India to Southeast Asia. Um, and, and one of the other things that we, we, we focused on was phase two of the launch. So mm -hmm. we wanted to get it right with phase one. Right. We started small uh, to, to, to really test it out. And, and about a week ago, I th believe, we started off with phase two. Mm -hmm. And phase two includes Sharjah, Ras Al Khaimah, okay. uh, again, uh, covering the free zones, banking institutions, affordable housing, um, and, and also G42 Cloud, which is the UAE's largest cloud platform services provider. Um, again, never been done before. Uh, um, uh, you know, we have all this infrastructure that we're helping mm -hmm. companies with, but we don't have the, you know, one of the thing, the gaps was the digital infrastructure okay. that we needed to support them with. And that's what G42 Cloud does. And when it comes to the next gen FDI, if uh, I'm talking to a friend who's in Singapore and he's thinking, uh, well, how do I qualify? What, what, what does a business or a company owner need to do in order to qualify for, uh, for the next gen FDI? If you are a digitally enabled business, and have exceptionally talented individuals that are keen to enter the UAE and use the UAE as uh, a, a vantage point 
for um, the rest of the region, come and talk to the Ministry mm -hmm. of Economy. That's what the Next Gen FDI um, uh, offering is all about. So you could be in food tech. Uh, you don't have to be a programmer. You could be in advanced manufacturing. Just yesterday, His Excellency launched uh, Gecko Robotics, which is an American advanced uh, um, uh, robotics company that does uh, advanced inspections on critical national infrastructure. And they've come in here to set up their international headquarters. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a pretty broad range when we say digitally enable. Right. Well, well, most businesses have a digital component these days, don't they? So, yeah. so, so I'm sure you're going to find most places are going to find uh, an area where they qualify to some degree. And I'll tell you what, some of the companies that we've we've come across uh, our desk as a result of the initiative, it's just it's incredible to see the application of mm -hmm. technology into sectors that previously were fairly brick and mortar, mm, if you sure. think about it, right? Um, hospitality is one of those areas where the, the amount of data that's coming out of some of these companies in the hospitality sector, it mm -hmm. just makes perfect sense for a country like the UAE, given that you know hospitality and tourism happens to be a major, major industry sector. No, absolutely. In fact, you know, the way you have uh, spoken about it, the next gen FDI sounds like a very complete 360 package where you come in and literally everything is available uh, and, and structured for you, for, for the ones who are coming in and setting up their businesses. But one, uh, in, if you have to look at one specific area which is growing insanely globally, and that is cryptocurrency, blockchain. Uh, you know, does, does the next gen FDI also probably have a special uh, place in the heart for the ones working in the cryptocurrency area? So, we, the way I approach this and the way the ministry is looking at this, uh, it's, it's, it's taking a pretty mature approach to mm -hmm. uh, the concept of crypto uh, and welcoming it to the UAE. Uh, we're starting up the top with Web3. Right. So Web3 technology is is, is far broader. Uh, there are several use cases um, um, and, and applications. So TRM Labs is an American company that's under the Next Gen FDI program. Okay. Uh, their, their mission really is to ensure that it prevents uh, crypto fraud from taking nice. place, right? So it's not just welcoming the exchanges to the UAE and, and, and then helping them figure out what the, which exchange they need to be regulated by. Um, the short answer to it is yes, mm -hmm. but uh, obviously taking a much broader uh, approach towards it. So we're very in interested in public and private blockchain infrastructure companies. Uh, we're very interested in talking to companies that can provide tokenized solutions in a multitude of sectors and not just you know de dealing uh, dealing with cryptocurrencies. It makes sense. But then, uh, is, is there is there a cap on a minimum uh, you know uh, as as they would say a minimum uh, cap on uh, the revenues that a company makes or is it open to literally someone who's just started up yesterday? Um, uh, no, we we haven't set a cap mm -hmm. per se. Um, I think the, it, it, it's left for the company to figure out its its potential burn rate when it comes to establishing and setting up makes sense, uh, yeah. in the UAE and, and, and whether it makes financial sense. They'd obviously take that under advisement. Uh, but to the extent that they feel this is a good market, uh, that, 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 it, that it's worth exploring mm -hmm. and, uh, and capturing, um, you know, it, it, it really doesn't matter what the cap uh, what the cap size is of that particular company. So we've spoken to companies that are obviously very, very large. Mm -hmm, uh, sure. We've spoken to uh, companies that fit mid nicely in the mid segment, and that's a that's a big part of the target right. market. Uh, but then you have a number of companies. Um, we, we we spoke to a, a company that was 
in the Web3 space, blockchain. Uh, and it's, you know, it's four guys, but they're doing really, really well. Wow. And they've decided to make the UAE its home base. Phenomenal. Right. So it's, it's a pretty broad uh, 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 spectrum. Now, we can support them mm-hmm. uh, if they're large companies with, with mass migrations. Uh, but at the same time, we will most certainly welcome, you know, exceptionally talented people with a digital spin to the business that they're conducting and and happy to have them explore their ideas over here. It's great. It's, it's a great vision for obviously the country and the business community, but when it comes to the next gen FDI initiative, how does it differentiate from say existing plans if you're a company that's looking to migrate wholly or part of their business to the UAE? Um, I think this one has been um, it's, it's one of the few programs that we've tried to look at on a global level that's in, fully integrated, right? So when we welcome a company over here, uh, it's not just about getting a quick license and a bank account. We're going a few steps further over here. Uh, we're, we're really trying to understand their business needs, trying to make sure that you know, the employees of the company, as they migrate, are, are looked after. So schooling, for instance, um, it, there are just a few markets where that where that's actually done. And who would you who would you say on a global scale would you be competitors when you're when you're competing for businesses to migrate? Uh, what are the what are the other countries or cities that you're really competing with in this space? Um, I wouldn't say we're competing. Or you're competing against people who may not want to move. Is is, is there that angle too? Um, competing against people who may not want to move, but I think what we're competing for is innovation. We want ideas to be birthed in the UAE. And and that comes from digitally-led businesses, right? The natural knock-on effect of a digitally-led business is the analytics that comes out of those businesses are likely to create new ideas. We want those ideas over here. So wherever those ideas are sitting at this point in time uh, globally, and it, you know, the, the knee-jerk reaction would be the usual suspects, but we have seen some incredible ideas coming out of jurisdictions where we would you would never have imagined. So I'm, I'm a little hesitant to, to name places sure. because that wouldn't be doing justice to other jurisdictions where you you never would have thought ideas, uh, digital ideas right. come out from. And and, and I think there's uh, there's a lot to be said about that, right? right. Definitely. I mean, would, would it be right to say what it was for, say, architects and civil engineers about 25 years back, it is for digitally enabled people or, or uh, talents uh, right now? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, digital architecture digital. right Amazing. now, right? The, 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 the manner in which uh, data is, is absorbed, parsed, structured, commercialized, yeah. uh, and, and, and then put into the market is it, it requires some very, very intelligent people who know how to structure those. And, and you know, AI scientists, uh, machine learning consultants, uh, uh, programmers, developers, uh, those are the sorts of uh, uh, technical architects that we are looking at wow. today as compared to 25 to 30 years ago. I'm sure. Now, you know, you mentioned about mass immigration moving of so many people who probably, if it's a huge size company, uh, there was a mention of golden visas. Yeah. So how does a golden visa come into for, or does it come into only for the investors or for the employees as well? Uh, no, it comes in for the employees as well. Interesting. Um, the, the, the idea here is, uh, and, and again, I mentioned two things, right? If you're exceptionally talented yep. and uh, digitally enabled. Um, it, the, the talent is what um, draws the, the golden visa towards the, the company. And, and that applies not just to the investor, but it also applies to the employee. Now, mm-hmm. naturally, there are certain metrics that, that, that need to you know, eligibility criteria, if you will. Right. Uh, but but those have been significantly 
um, revisited as of today, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to allow for golden visa uh, right. applicants to to increase in the UAE. Uh, you know, one example was the the previous um, salary threshold was fifty thousand dirhams. Now it's thirty thousand dirhams. Right. Right. Um, so. It's it's a it's a continued approach in terms of making sure that that we are attracting and retaining mm. uh, the, that exceptional skill that we're looking for for those ideas to come here and then for those ideas to grow. And, and where is the best place we, when you try to market the idea of next gen FDIs? Okay, and where where is the best place that you market this to to businesses? Uh, geographically, geographically speaking, yes, or? yeah, yeah. If you, I mean, it, it, it's hard because, as you said, if there's not a certain hub or, or a talent base of people you're trying to look to come to Dubai, uh, how do you position this worldwide so people know that this is available uh, to them to come to Dubai? So we've run uh, a pretty interesting set of marketing campaigns through the ministry, um, and in fact, I think that's that's how I've. You know, that's how you might have heard about it. Yes, certainly. Um, we're talking to um, our colleagues at various embassies uh, globally as well, uh, and working very closely with our uh, colleagues at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Um, and, so and so that's, it's going to be UAE embassies in other territories. That's correct. Okay, yeah. that are going to look to try and attract um, talent. And you know, that's that's been an, that's been an incredible experience, just you know, working with uh, the, the the folks in the, in different embassies as well, and and picking up the ideas and the technologies and and the businesses uh, that are coming from those jurisdictions, uh, and and that's why it it, it just it's jaw-droppingly incredible to see certain technologies emanating out of countries where you would never have expected it to be. Well, and and can, can you give an example of some of those countries that that that, that maybe we we're, we're underestimating their their knowledge and their concept of the technologies? Sure. So I would look at. Um, uh, uh, East Europe, um, uh, Estonia, uh, Latvia. Uh, we've seen some incredible Web3 technology coming out of there. Um, recently in, uh, in in South America, we're seeing a lot of fintech coming out. Um, uh, Sub-Saharan Africa and Africa in general. I mean, the, you know, Africa adopted fintech uh, mm -hmm. uh, technology uh, far Early, far earlier than than a lot of other countries did, and what that's done is it's given uh, um, a lot of communities the leapfrog effect of of adapting to next generational fintech uh, because they didn't have the challenge of legacy banking systems that that you would see in other jurisdictions. So this phenomenal technology coming out of uh, um, uh, sub, sub, sub Saharan Africa as well. Yeah, necessity is uh, an incredible invention, isn't it? Then you know, uh, True. yeah. No, so the need for necessity is an incredible way to be inventive, definitely. No, absolutely. In fact, uh, you know, while we're talking about these countries that probably one didn't expect so much knowledge to come out, uh, I'm sure that there would be some countries which would be absolutely more than ready to take up and you know uh, to take that leap for the next gen FDI uh, project. Uh, uh, would you be at uh, in a position to name some of those countries? Sure. I mean, look, uh, there's no question about it. The U.S. is is a big driver. We've seen a, a huge inflow of American business. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen uh, a fair amount of European business coming to uh, plant their flag over here as well. Uh, India has been an interesting uh, 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 driver of, of, of next-gen FDI uh, applicants. And, uh, you know, across the spectrum, again, dealing with digital health, uh, uh, fintech, uh, crypto, blockchain, right. um, uh, uh, you know, broad spectrum. So those are the, those are the classic uh, 
uh, countries that we we prepared and, and knew uh, mm-hmm. would 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 come through th- through the next gen FDI door. All right. Now, w- what does that mean? All of these things that we are doing here with the next gen FDI I mean to someone who's already living here. Yeah. You know, does it change fortunes for that one person who's been here for the last 10 years, you know, dabbling between jobs, trying to make his living and say, like, listen, I'm digitally enabled, but I probably didn't have enough opportunities. I can't migrate to US. I can't go to Canada because the processes are longer. Australia had shut their doors for a very long time. But now if these companies come in to UAE, does it, does it open floodgates for the person who's already living here? That's a really thoughtful question, and we thought about that as well, mm-hmm. right? Um, it does a number of things for UAE-born uh, companies uh, with with new technologies that are coming in. Um, there's a transfer of technology when it comes to next-gen FDI, uh, just by default, because you're, okay. you're dealing with a digitally-enabled company that's coming to the UAE, establishing itself, and that the, t- the technology is being being brought in and, and, and harvested over here, and new mm-hmm. technologies are being developed. Um, existing companies over here have that to take advantage of. Right. Um, that leads to you know commercial partnerships, strategic alliances, joint ventures, potential acquisition opportunities, potential investment opportunities yeah, for those yeah. businesses, right? Um, um, you're also looking at uh, you know upskilling unemployment. So mm-hmm. existing employees uh, in companies over here might find a new uh, uh, next-gen FDI company coming into the UAE, and and it becomes an attractive proposition for them to be a part of that story, right? So there are benefits uh, as a result of that as well. Mm-hmm. Well, Kyan, we know you're a very busy man, so we do appreciate you coming in and being so generous with your time this afternoon. It's exciting to hear so much about next-gen FDI, which really does, uh, as we know, Neil, kind of build on the UAE's global position, but also help drive it into the, into the next uh, into the next generation as part of a knowledge-driven economy, which is a great vision. See, I mean, this is what it is. We've, we've always said that you know UAE is a melting pot of cultures. And now it's not just melting pot of cultures with the next gen FDI uh, project. We'll be a melting pot of technologies and innovators right here in the but center. We had to really become an entrepreneurial city. Akayan okay, Anwala, the senior advisor for Minister of the State for Foreign Trade in the UAE and partner at Norton Rose Fulbright. Thank you very much for coming in and sharing the story. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. You're on TSB Talk Sport Business here on Talk 100.3. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport Business Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.